Joel Kahn might be on vacation, but the show must go on. In this enlightening episode, we're going to have a conversation with Richard Hart. He is the creator of Hex, Pulse Chain, and Pulse X. And uh, he shares his insights on a lot of different topics in this interview, talking about big tech censorship, talking about Google. He also talks about uh, how great he is and his philanthropic contributions, which he did raise $27 million, which was pretty impressive. And um, he talks about a lot of different things in this episode right here. Now, Pulse Chain, according to some, is having some problems out there. And uh, there's some bugs that they are working out. And I believe Richard Hart has already mentioned some of those as well. But there are no fans of any project more passionate than the hexacons the folks who follow richard hart richard hart has helped a lot of people make a lot of money uh is pulse chain a scam is hex a scam well that remains to be seen we're not going to say one way or the other what it is but what he is saying is he views cryptocurrencies like pulse chain as a political statement for free speech and now Pulse Chain is launched. This might be a good time to go back and revisit this episode. Here you go. Episode number, I don't know, of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Here at the Republic of Bad Cryptopia, we have interviewed hundreds of people from the crypto world. There's just so many different opinions and takes on the space, and we like to cover it all. It's kind of like we're the Baskin Robbins of blockchain. 31 flavors. Some guests could be considered vanilla, like Brad Garlinghouse, CEO of Ripple, giving the party line communications that one would expect. Others might be considered mint chocolate chip, like our recent talk with Tom Bilyeu, a delightful flavor that everyone enjoys. Well, today's guest is highly controversial and truly a matter of taste. If Richard Hart, the creator of Hex, Pulse Chain, and Pulse X could be a flavor, I guess it would be butter pecan, pumpkin spice, rocky road, triple strawberry, mud pie. That's because you may gravitate to whichever of these flavors stand out the most. He's one of the most in-demand guests for the show, and we believe that the content you're about to hear will deliver far more than just two scoops. Join us for a real heart-to-heart -heart with Richard Hart on episode number 582 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, two, ignition. Who's bad? Welcome to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious and sometimes the crypto furious. Some of you might be crypto furious about today's interview. Grr, angry words. You're so mad about it. You don't even know why. Yeah. I tell you what, though, that, that teaser you wrote there, Mr. Solar.com, is, is uh, that, that had more words than most. Was it tasty? It was It was very heartfelt. It was, a, was it delicious? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't. It didn't have a taste. That's Sir Lord Travis. I am Sir Lord Joel, and uh, we are sirs just because it's respectful, and we are lords because we are Scottish landowners. It's so funny. People see my Twitter. It says Dr. Sir Lord Joel Com, King of NFTs, and they they think, well, that's pretentious. And I'm like, it's a joke. <laughs> it's it, my tongue is so far in my out my cheek, it's popping through it. You, yeah. you can't see that. You know what? So it's like. Um... There's a website online where you can become an ordained minister of some uh -huh. something. So like uh, 
I filled that out a few months ago. I forgot about it. And, uh, but technically I guess that makes me a re Sir Lord Reverend Travis, Wright. So Well, you, you would be the most high at least. Oh, depending <laughs> on the day. Depending on the, can I get an amen? Uh, and a congregation. Uh, we're going to speak to uh, Mr. Richard Hart today. Uh, it's going to oh. be a heartfelt conversation. It uh, is. First, it's I want to a little boastful. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Uh, and slightly douchey before i don't know where who's going to be douchey part of it hey, but, but i was a douchey one a little bit uh before we get there just want to give a shout out to our friends at brave the brave wallet is the first secure crypto wallet built natively in a web 3.0 crypto browser no extension required store manage grow your portfolio get nft and multi-chain support and mo Download the Brave Privacy Browser at brave.com forward slash bad crypto and click the wallet icon to get started. I use Brave on all my things. Chrome is trash. Chrome is tracking you. Uh, whatever you think of Joe Rogan or who he is, I recommend that you go listen to the episode that he did, number 1768 with Dr. Robert Epstein. Epstein is a, a liberal author and a professor and a research psychologist um, at the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology. It's a nonprofit organization, and they uh, they compile and put out data regarding the power of Google and big tech. And you, when you hear this stuff, you'll never want to use Google again when you hear what he's got to say. Don't use Chrome. Don't use Google.com. They are using you and selling you in ways that you would not believe. In fact, I, they're listening right now. I've got, I bought um, extended routers, um, a mesh network for my home here to go from my main router and it's a Google home mesh. I'm, I'm getting rid of them. I've ordered a new mesh that's not Google and I have, uh, I'm using my ProtonMail more. I'm moving everything off Google. They can. All right. And I see yeah. that as we, as we're, uh, reading this from the Google doc. We should. Exactly. That's going to. So Proton now offers their own storage um, device and Proton they offer, docs or something? protonmail.com. Get yeah, the professional. Proton Mail, they have like docs too. So now they've, now they just, they've rolled out a beta of their, their drive uh, version and they've got a calendar. So you could actually import all of your events. Is it as functional as what Google offers? No, but it's private. But that's how yeah. Google gets you. They make it so seamless and mm -hmm. convenient while they while they're selling your data and tracking all your it's shit. It's not just that. It's so much so far more insidious than you know. This is why I recommend people go listen to the show. And Rogan knows nothing about this. He just asked yes. the dude questions yeah. and the dude has the answers. Uh, so yes. brave.com. And, and I recommend you guys listen to this interview here with Richard Hart. And you, you, I would not be surprised if your opinion changes on the guy, because we, I know that personally, I had some, some prejudice against him just based on some of the shit that's talked about the guy, right? You think I got a, some uh, post post judice about him now. Okay. Like after talking to him, I got some ideas, right? If oh, you that's get good. Some prejudice, prejudice changed into post judice. I got that's post, nice. You're so post, wordy. Yeah. So here we go. A heart to heart with Richard Hart. <laughs> As you know, this show does not shy away from controversy. Uh, we welcome it, in fact, and we've had a number of colorful guests over the years. Sometimes people are like, wow, thanks for having that person on. Other times people are like, I can't believe you let that person on. Well, the gentleman we have with us today is uh, causes quite a bit of controversy around him, and there will be both 
those in this audience who go, hey, thanks for finally having him on. And I can't believe you had this guy on. Uh, you know, we come with no expectations other than we're going to have a, uh, an honest, real, open, and hopefully hilarious conversation with Mr. Richard Hart. Richard, welcome to Bad Crypto. How's it going, everybody? I'm here. The controversial one and only Satan incarnate oh, dressed as a Gucci sponsor. Yeah, I don't know nice. if I'm advertising their clothes. Yeah. Uh, I'll say are this. You a, it, are you a rapper? <laughs> you like the bling bling? It's double-sided. Very nice. Very nice. Very hexagonal. Very I mean, nice. that is one hell of an ostentatious set and, you know, garb you wear. I mean, I'm assuming you're just doing you and you don't give a shit. Oh, I give a shit. I try hard. I'm trying. I put effort into this shit. I was working on my white balance before the show started. I got two of these. Uh, I got like 18 watches. I have about $3 million of watches. And uh, I was trying to fit them all, but I'm out of space. So I either can put my other watch set here and it blocks the bokeh from these crystals. And I've had that for a while. So we're just experimenting with it. What, why? Really you, flat. you can tell he gives a shit because this thing, everything's set up nicely. He's got, yep. you know, he's, he's spent time set, setting up that background. It's beautiful. Well, the funny, the funny thing is though, this really is just my office. So all I, <laughs> that's just my chandelier. Like I didn't, there's no lighting here. Um, I had a professional film guy shooting a documentary uh, here yesterday. He's been shooting it for almost a year now. And, uh, you know, he set up his own lights. It looked a million times better, but it took up all the damn space, right? Because I got Stan sitting here. So <clears throat> you, you've got people. That's awesome looking stuff. But It is awesome looking stuff. You've got people who are impressed by things um mm -hmm. and the ostentatiousness and the bling and the shiny objects and then you've got people like me that i, I don't care i i care about people's character why mm -hmm. is all of this important to you and there's no judgment on that i'm just curious oh, why sure. this is oh uh, well i want to be better than everyone else so being a really really nice heartfelt honest guy who created hundreds of jobs who did 60 million a year turnover in 2003, who had 150 employees, who was a self-made millionaire out of his front yard, who's only had happy customers his entire life, who has not a single person on the entire internet that can ever say a bad word about me, which is funny. I've been doing business. I had a miracle cleaner. I had cash advance loans. I had a mortgage company. I had a sex toy store. Where are the complaints? Everyone's happy as heck. Everyone got a fabulous deal. But then... Tra Travis has a complaint a about the sex toy store. I think there was, nice. didn't there you, you Trav? Wasn't there a thing? Yeah. Yeah. They were, those, those toys weren't big enough. <laughs> right. So JPEG, you know, silo delivery, mom still does arrived. Yeah. So, you know, I called the top on the day for free, no paid group in 2017. And in this last cycle, that top call has been in profit every single day of the last 10 months, except for one day. And on that one day, it was Judas Candle, where it made a slightly higher high from 65 to 69, 6%, and then went straight down. And we're still straight down now. If people had taken my advice and sold Bitcoin 10 months ago and bought Hex instead, they'd be up right now 10 times their money instead of down half, which is a 20x better. And that's after a 66% dip. They would have been up 30 times their money. So I tell people like this stuff for free. I'm a self-help author. My oldest YouTube videos are self-help videos. So being an honest, hardworking self-help author, give everybody everything for free, free chat rooms, free YouTube videos, ads turned off. I can't be a better person. I'm giving tree crypto. I gave away hex for free only to Bitcoin holders. Only people in the world that could have claimed it for free. 
it would have increased their Bitcoin stacks 30%, 30% on your Bitcoin stack. But I still get yelled at, even though I'm the best person in crypto, literally, literally the best human being in this industry. I just raised $27 million for medical research to save everybody's lives, including the haters. Has anyone else raised more money for charity in crypto than I have? Drawn a blank. Has anyone generated any cryptocurrencies have gone up a million percent in under two years? Mm, I did. Did Were they given for free to Bitcoin? I was like, I can't live a better life. And so guess what? Didn't get any likes, didn't get any followers, still had under 100,000 subs. But if you show all this stupid crap, right? I've got $3 million of watches. I don't even wind them anymore. I don't even bother to look at them. They're just jewelry, right? This is what people care about. So I did the honest, wholesome self-help author thing, make the world better thing. No one cares. They care about this. So I do this. You know, for I, me. It's for them. That's, that's so wild because I've I, I recently re realized that as well, because like we're working on this project where um, uh, the soul shamans project where it's like we're all about we got a friend of ours, Oz, who's got stage three cancer. We want to create this project. We're trying to help him out. And and so the messaging is like, hey, these shamans are healing. Nobody gives a shit about that. Nobody cares about no. that aspect. They care no. about what's in it for them. Right. And so it's yeah. like, we switching the messaging around on that because it really it's ancient wisdom is what we're sharing. And we're teaching people all this stuff, but it's, I had that exact conversation just 15 minutes ago is I was like, nobody cares about charity. Like you, we, it would be I tried nice. it the other way. Yeah. It did, but people don't think yep. what's in it for them. What's in it for them. Mm -hmm. When they're going to get their bank. It's all about them. Oh, if you help charity. Okay, cool. That's nice. But what's why didn't you help this charity instead? Why didn't you help that charity instead? It's it's crazy. Like the number, the amount of hate. There's when you see these haters, right? So so like I just got from my lawyer. Like our, I'm just gonna start going after everybody for fun. So he's got these cease and desist written up. And we're gonna start issuing them. And, and you and, get a C and D. And you get a C and right. D. Yeah, right. So like so if Craig Wright can do it as a fraud, I can do it as an honest guy. Oh, he's gonna send you one now. Well, he, he's due because I called him out in person on stage in Malta to his face. He ran away, called him out on the internet. I called him out to his face. Vitalik called him out to his face. Do we have video of We're that in Malta? Is, is yes. there a video? Yes. Yes. Link, link that up to us. I want to see that. Sure. Yep. I'll send it to you right now. I want to see that. We should, so, we should so probably I'll, slice it in here then. I know we, uh, we, I'll, I'm going to play it as soon as he sends me the link. We'll just go ahead and bring that in. This is like Rogan style. Like we're just casual conversation. I, I, I the more yeah. I watch Rogan, the more I admire that. Like he just sits there and talks to people. He's like, Hey, pull that up. Let's get a look at that. Oh, that's not it. Let's Jamie, that. pull that up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's in the, we need, uh, it's we need a Jamie. Here. It's very short too. So hit it. I'm going to hit it right now. Let me uh, pull it up here and then um, I'm going to share my, screen with it make sure the sound is on um craig wright tells richard hart he's satoshi wrote the bitcoin white paper put in the limit here we go if you want questions from the audience <laughs> i don't why do you pretend to not be a total well i saw you in an interview on Wow. And you have to wear the big white block limit 
Uh, I put a temporary limit in there after being badgered by uh, Mr. Finney. Right. So when you had access to the uh, code base and could update the GitHub, and when you had access to your account on Bitcoin Talk, and when you had access to your Satoshin at gmx.com email, when did you decide that you would stop using those and stop having influence over the project? And then side channel appear as a broke guy later with no successful business interests, no Bitcoin tied to his address, no uh, running from the government in Australia from the Australian tax office. Uh, sorry, I'm not actually running from Australia. I'm in Britain. You know those. <laughs> sorry, morons who make things up. That's called libel and slander. That's why I've already got a number of people in court yeah. because they're dumb. They have no idea that you can't. Uh, basically be a public figure in Britain and run from the government. Right. You're only a public figure because you cosplay as Satoshi, right? Oh, no, Satoshi. Uh, <laughs> no, Satoshi. They pull him off stage now. me fighting against BCH and taking ground. But you didn't even fork real Bitcoin. You forked a copy of Bitcoin. You had a copy of copy. I did not fork Bitcoin. Segwit for Bitcoin. is over we're yeah we're done here pulled him right off and there he goes wow. ran right away huh coward i'd like to see somebody who is a you know uh gesture they, they sort of non-verbals and it's because when he's i'm satoshi they'd be like he'd look he looked down into the left like really is that that didn't look like no, a confident a you know what i mean like that's like he had so many he, weird he, non-verbals satoshi was a developer he could write a code this guy doesn't write code. Satoshi, he, if you were, Satoshi invented a system to replace trust with cryptographic signatures. That's what Bitcoin is. The easiest and most obvious way for him to prove something like him being Satoshi is with a cryptographic signature, the entire basis of the entire thing. Right. So CSW doesn't post anything from Satoshi at gmx.com. He doesn't post anything from Satoshi's account in Bitcoin Talk. He doesn't post anything in, into the GitHub using his password. He doesn't do, he doesn't sign anything that Satoshi could sign. So he doesn't have the passwords. He doesn't have the private keys. He doesn't have the speaking uh, eloquence. He doesn't have the same beliefs. He literally, like, it, there's nothing similar about him and the entity publicly known as Satoshi. There's no similarities, none. It's, it's unbelievable. He goes like, around why, asking why? for other people's money to do stuff. Yeah. Do you think Satoshi needs your money? He doesn't. Yeah. So well, the thing is, is like he's got all he's got to do is move move some Satoshi's around in one of his big wallets, right? And there's so you just you just nailed it. You just nailed it. There's so many ways that him to prove it. But then they just had that court case or whatever, and the jury came across and said, you know, that he got maybe he, he got a judgment against him for a hundred million dollars, and then framed it as a victory. So I, I saw that it, against him. It was and on claims like he won. 
It was on no, his website. Million, what do you mean? Somebody you was li- was um, was listing whatever the BSV publication is. You know, that was the story that was going around that he wins a victory and like never believe anything until you first determine the source. And I went and I saw, wait, this is a BSV site that's publishing mm-hmm. this story. Yep. Right. And then question the veracity of what's inside. And he they trumped it up to make it look like a huge victory. Yeah. I mean, a for effort with the spinning and all that. But like, stop scamming, bro. You're in crypto. Like, you do not have to scam to make money in crypto. You could buy almost anything in the bull market and it's going to go up a lot. And then as long as you sell before the top or slightly thereafter, you made a ton of money. Even Dogecoin, which is down from 70 cents to 13 cents, is still way up from where it was a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to scam in this industry to get wildly rich. But, but his own mother says he's a, comp- a compulsive liar. So, you know, like there's well, some he's going to do a C and D to his mom now. So, he's he shut up, mom. Like, I don't know. You know, going to jail, mom. I think, I think the reason I don't get C and D's is because they realize I have more money than they do, and I'll just fucking bury them. So, and I'll take their users too. So, like, not only will I bury them, but I'll take all their users as well. So, they, I think are we taking all the users, dude? Lose. That's not cool. I, uh, I changed my throne. Free these guys. You changed. Your I mean, go look at <laughs> go nice. look at the chart. That's nice. <laughs> go look at the chart. I, I, we need to see the toilet in Richard's house. Anybody else's? It's got to be a badass like. Super yeah. mega toilet with like super bidet action, heated seats oh. and shit. With like-, like on the the armrest, there's like these watches that are like cuffs, and you just kind of <laughs> slip your hands in there. He just wears the watches while he shits. Yeah. That's- <laughs> guys, what time is it? I mean, Number two. Have you have you looked at the BSC chart versus Bitcoin chart? Uh, it's no, bad. Let's it's really, uh, really genuinely bad. Let me put it to you this way: How bad it is? You could have traded one bitcoin cash two bitcoin cash for one bitcoin a few years ago mm. it's down 95 percent versus <clears throat> i mean i'll go pull up the chart real quick but i'm i'm nearly positive it's down 95 yeah it's top up top it was like four grand for one you know yep. bsc yeah that was that one bc it was crazy here's the bsv chart let's go to max on this um click log too so here we go so we're down here. It's eighty nine dollars right now. It looks like all time high was forty nine. Yes, so, so BSV is down eighty one percent, and uh, I'm looking at the BCH BTC chart, and this is absolutely gross and making new lows as we. Can you share it? I can't, but I can just tell you what it says. I got to zoom out to the weekly because it, it says, says not good. Oh my god! <laughs> it says destroyed. Well, I'm so sure I, I never got, I had Bitcoin. I didn't get any hex. I, did I like miss the window or You're something? Dumb. You're retarded. I'm sorry, I, man. I am retarded. That's. I literally broke my balls so that you could get free money. Yeah. Broke my balls, did everything I could. Took a lot of effort, delayed my project to give you free money. If you're a Bitcoin holder and you didn't get yeah. Bitcoin gold, Bitcoin cash, uh, hex, bite ball, XRP, XLM, would you not like free money? So I got, I got half of those, but I didn't get hex. So okay. let me have you have you repaired your balls? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Well, see, I'm really smart. You can't get it now. <laughs> there was a time limit. Right? It's down 98 percent, by the way, over 1,533 days. Very nice. So why all the hate for hex? Tell me, because the people that come into our Telegram that have been saying you got to get rich on, like we yeah. tried once before, it didn't work. We're gonna try again. Um, yeah. 
why do people hate those who hate hex? Obviously, those mm -hmm. who love it, you know, worship. Uh, mm -hmm. Why do those hate? So, so, well, let me tell you what it is, and then you can be in awe and try and figure out why they hate you. Okay. If you took Bitcoin and you replaced its proof of work with another proof of work, would it still be Bitcoin? Well, no, it's not Bitcoin. No. Okay. Bitcoin's so, Bitcoin. well, well, I guess I guess we're screwed then. Because what if the government starts pumping out SHA-256 miners? I guess we all go, go home, right? There's no proof of work change that we could use to like solve that problem. I'm just saying Bitcoin is Yes, Bitcoin. we could. But no, yes, we could no, solve the not. problem. You could have another It's coin. a socially enforced network. It's a socially enforced network that mm -hmm. uses social consensus to change the rules of its network at will. So there used to be a one megabyte block limit, and then they changed it to a 1.4 megabyte block limit right. by doing user-activated soft fork SegWit which changed the weighted to 1.4. Then they just had another upgrade, which changed it to Taproot, didn't used to exist. And so at will, using social consensus, they can upgrade the network however they want. They could change- Okay, I, 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 I want to step back here real quick, bud. Mm -hmm. When you say they, explain to the audience, who is they? The miners, okay. with the help of the developers. So the miners, it's hard for the, the miners can't do it on their own because it requires software development work to do. And they'd be scared to try it on their own because software development is so hard. Bitcoin's had two inflation bugs where anyone could mint as many free coins as they wanted. It actually happened in 2010 and they had to roll back the chain. And it happened again two or three years ago. And a Bitcoin Cash developer discovered it and responsibly disclosed it instead of minting as many free Bitcoin as he wanted because mm -hmm. it's garbage spaghetti code that has no modularity whatsoever, not even a written spec that you could write to. So any new piece of software you write has to be bug for bug compatible. You have to make all the bugs active in your fork to match the rest of the chain. It's not good software. And that's a reason that inflation bugs are the most dangerous bugs in all of crypto. Let me list you the coins that have had inflation bugs. 10% of Ravencoin got minted out of thin air from an inflation bug and dumped on exchange. I think 2% or maybe 10% of XLM lumens got minted out of thin air and dumped on exchange. Bitcoin and Monero had inflation bugs. Luckily, the Monero one wasn't executed, but the Bitcoin one was. You see these constantly, constantly. Bitcoin's had them twice. You want to know how you solve those problems? You take your consensus code and you lock it in a smart contract that no one can ever edit, no one can ever change. And then when you upgrade the network, you don't accidentally introduce a, a consensus flaw where anyone can mint free coins. So Hex and every single other standard ERC-20 actually is more secure from inflation bugs than any of these proof of work networks, which is why you never have any problems. When's the last time you heard a bog standard ERC-20 ever having any problem whatsoever? When have you heard of proof of stake networks having problems? Ever the problems you see are proof of work networks. ADA is down, Solana is down. Solana has been down three days, but ERC-20 users flying high. Life is easy. No inflation bugs on the Ethereum network. Does Bitcoin have a bug bounty program? No, Ethereum does. So. Long story short, all, all Hex is, is Bitcoin with a proof of work change instead of destroying the environment to do proof of waste, proof of work, to yield inflation, to dump the price, to give to the electric company. So the inflation in Bitcoin only pays people to destroy the environment. And 70, the, the mining council of uh, Michael Saylor that he put together said that 70% is renewable which leaves 30% blowing the environment up. And the more the value of the Bitcoin is, the more you have to blow the environment up to defend that. Even though we've had years of proof of stake works 
fine. And you don't have to dump the price to pay for anything. Less negative externalities. So all Hex is, is Bitcoin. It's a network that inflates at a very low percent in order to reward the participants for doing something that we think is good. And in Bitcoin, what they think is good is nuke the environment for security. And in our system, what we think is good is lock up the coins and burn them and delay gratification. And that pushes the price up because price is just supply and demand. So when you remove supply from the market through staking, locking, destroying the coins, it drives up the price. And that, that's why if you look at the chart of Bitcoin versus Ethereum versus us, we're just doing the same things they did, but a higher inclination because we have less negative externalities. We don't have to pay for mining hardware. We don't have to pay for electricity. We don't have inflation bugs. We don't like, it's just a vastly superior system. So, you know, why does, why does this make people angry? I don't know. It's Bitcoin with proof of work change. We pay Ethereum miners instead of Bitcoin miners. We pay them a small fee. We don't give them any block rewards. The only inflation goes to people that lock up their coins and drive the price up. It's just a proof of work change. That's it. Instead, it's proof of weight. So you have to wait and pay a miner a little bit to roll your transaction. Mm. It's a hybrid proof of stake, proof of work, proof of stake for inflation, proof of work for logging the inflation. Well, since you guys launched this thing, you guys are only up 312,000%. Oh man. Is that all? That's weak. That's yep. it. Well, it sucks because it's a dip from a million percent, but you know, Hey, dips are in the game. Dips are in the game. Yeah. You're up about, you were at 50 cents. I'm, I'm curious about this pulse chain because like there yeah. was there. I'm, so I'm, I'm really interested Maybe give us the background of what Pulse Chain is, because I know you had like some like donate different cryptos to this address. No, sacrifice. 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 Yeah, sacrifice. Well, I mean, you, sacrifice. Could you could donate to the. Yeah. Which one did you sacrifice for? I sacrificed. I'm not sure. I, I don't know. I, I did several well, two different of them. The first one was for freedom of speech, which is Pulse Chain. Yeah. And the second one is for freedom of movement and assembly, which is Pulse X. So Pulse I X is a fork chain. of Uniswap. Okay. Pulse X is a fork of Uniswap and Pulse Chain is a fork of Ethereum. The difference is that our fork of Ethereum doesn't blow up the environment. It uses proof of stake instead of proof of work. It doesn't have any inflation. It only does coin burning. It burns 25% of the fees. It's also the world's largest airdrop. Every single Ethereum user will receive a copy of their coins on the Pulse Chain network and they don't have to do anything. They don't need to sign up. They don't have to create new keys. They don't have to install a new wallet. They don't have to do anything. It just works. You change one setting in MetaMask. You don't even have to change the setting. You click a button on a website, pops open the MetaMask window that says, do you want to change networks? You say, yes, you're on the pulse chain. And then you add your coins. Which coins do you got? Okay, add this one, add that one, add this one. And it's all there. And all of them, it basically. It's a, right now. it's a full copy, right? Full copy. Every ERC20 token in existence, every NFT in existence yes, yes. is going to be copied. The entire system state of the Ethereum blockchain is being copied. How, how now, there does may that? Be some exceptions, like we may just remove some scammers' coins, you know, just not include them in the fork. But we don't even have time to look at that right now. We're just busy building right now. I, I totally understand forks of all the tokens, mm -hmm. and you know, the market yep. will decide what they want to use. Um, but yep. the utility of those within the ecosystems, you know, mm -hmm. they're not going to use they're not going to allow those tokens to be used right so how do they get utility well let's talk about utility okay all anyone cares about are ticker symbols and prices and before nfts got popular and this bear market might them might make them unpopular all you would use ethereum for 
is Uniswap. So people care about FOMOing and trading, which is Uniswap. They care about ticker symbol memes, a reason to FOMO. And that's all these things really are. So when we fork over the network st state, there's an automated market maker bot that goes and empties out Uniswap of all the PRC20 copies. So the ERC20 copies, we call them PRC20s on this side. It empties them all out. And it goes to SushiSwap and it empties them all out because there's a million X misprice because we're inflating the virtual Ethereum supply, which is now called Pulse. We're inflating that by a million X to give all the sacrificers their free coins. Now there's a million X misprice in the ratios. Now all the PRC20s are a million times cheaper than they should be. We need to drive up their prices a million fold so that everybody's market caps are even again because we inflated the pulse by a million. And so the automated market maker bot goes in there, buys all their prices up a million, million X and ends up with a giant stack of PRC20s. And it deposits those in the PulseX system, making it the most liquid exchange on the entire Pulse ecosystem. And then those other ones will have to buy back their liquidity if they want to at a extremely higher price or just add from their own bags, right? So what we're doing is, you know, our bots get rich by equalizing differences between two different price places. If you only have one price place with all the liquidity, it's more efficient because the ARM bots don't have anything to ARB to get rich. So it's, a, it's more efficient for the user. And originally we were going to uh, build in a, a fee burn into that, but you can't automate it because Uniswap routing is off chain. You can't do it on chain. It's too intensive. So there's going to be an address that could buy and burn, but because of the security laws, we can't say that you can expect that. So you just have to kind of watch what happens. Maybe it'll buy it burn. Maybe it won't. Can't give you any expectation of profit from the work of others because of security laws. So, um, and by the way, that PulseX sacrifice is over a billion dollars now. Yeah, right so here, pulsex.com. You know, when I say over a billion dollars, I mean, there's $250 million of DAI sitting there, stable coin. There's like $130 million of USDC sitting there. There's like $30 million of uh, USDT sitting there. So this is real money. <laughs> And then if you go look at the other sacrifice uh, address for the uh, Pulse chain sacrifice, it's got hundreds of millions of dollars as well. There's over $660 million of stable coins in those two addresses alone. So this is one of the largest political statement fundraising things anyone has ever seen before in history, but you won't hear about it anywhere because it's a bunch of thieving scumbags that don't care about the users. So you asked yourself why you didn't get your free hacks. It's because it was hidden from you by scumbags. <laughs> and the same thing is going to happen again. Or, or same exact thing is going to happen again. You said, I mean, I, there's, you know, no pretense here. I just, uh, some of this is just above my pay grade. When we started the show, we didn't know squat about crypto. Now, four and a half years in, I know enough to be dangerous. Right. But then I talked to people. But you, under, you, you would agree that a billion dollars, <clears throat> real money raised for anything <clears throat> is newsworthy. Is Absolutely. I, I, I think so. No question about it. Absolutely. It's, and, it's, and it's quite impressive. It's like, holy shit, dude. Like, it's, that's a lot of money and it's a lot of trust that a lot of users have put in you, uh, myself included. I threw it down on that Pulse chain. I, I don't know what to expect on this, but I was like, all right, I saw this hex thing come be, up. I don't know. It you should try like, the test net. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you, and I'll be honest, I look at this, I was like, what is this Richard's deal? Dude, this dude seems like he's 
What's his, how's he scamming us? I don't know. Right. It seems like yeah. he's doing something fucky. But let's. I'll. I'll, I guess I'll participate, though. Let's right. see. Let's go. It's for magical let's internet money, right? It's, you know, crazy genius type stuff, which I'm good with. I love people trying, um, you know, new things and experimenting. So, but we're this means Ethereum point, we're beating Ethereum 2.0 to market with their own features, but with free coins. When Ethereum 2.0 launches, you don't get any free coins. And, our and NFTs. Like, so well, if you've yeah, got a board like, ape, you're going to have code. another board ape. I'll put it to you this way. If I were dumb enough to buy one of those stupid JPEGs, mm -hmm. I would want the copy on both chains because I would really hate to buy the copy on one chain and have the guy that sold it to me sell the copy on the other chain to somebody else. That would really bother me. Same code, same keys. <laughs> you could understand the we're hate putting the though, F right? in NFT. You, you can well, understand the no. hate there because you're, you're, it's a piece of uh, intellectual property that you're making oh, a copy of where does the jpeg the live where does the jpeg live IPFS. does it live on the blockchain no it's ipfs well that's not the blockchain is it no but you're still the ownership of it belongs to the creator made it minted one to this account that's hey, the official if you, if you don't like open source software maybe you shouldn't use ethereum because Ethereum is open source. I'm not arguing with that. You are, you're correct. I'm just saying. <laughs> so if you want to go have a, a walled garden, a silo, where you know your brokerage is uh, OpenSea, and you want to open up a brokerage account with your securities dealer, OpenSea, oh, they don't want to be labeled a security? So they want to pretend to be open source or whatever? Okay, well, this is what that looks like. So if you, you, you don't get to have it both ways. Either go get registered as a securities exchange, or realize that you know copying is what open source is about that's that's the difference that's that's the difference between open source software and other software is the but copy. you have intellectual property right as well i'm just playing devil's advocate here but I i'm do, trying to sure. look at it as yeah. a creator and, and i'm very clear and open about it I, I don't pretend to be open source like hacks is not open source hacks is open to verify open to view open to audit it's got two security audits one economics audit bitcoin has none of those by the way uh, and it's worked perfectly flawless for years. Bitcoin.org was hacked only months ago. Hex.com's never been hacked. Bitcoin the chain has been hacked. Hex has never been hacked. Bitcoin's dropped 85% every few years. Ethereum's dropped 95%. Hex has never dropped 95%. Not since it's had a market. So we win and dominate absolutely everyone in every single measurement possible. But I still get accused of shit. And it just drives me wild. I'm like, at what point are these people going to realize we won? The game is over. We won already. And people are just like, oh, I don't know what's going well, on. Well, it shouldn't drive you wild. I mean, if you believe in what you're doing, who cares? I mean, I'm I here for glory, bro. And I only, and the glory only counts if people recognize and respect. So why do, I, you, why know, do you need that? I have to shove it down their throat. Wait, wait, why, why do you need that? Significance driven. I am significance driven. I love that you recognize that like there's a lot of people that wouldn't have the awareness and you're like i i need you're like i need that's right see i want maybe that's why they don't give it to you then i would say that is that yep. it's, it's it's quite it's possible fine. since it's like you're, you're like you need me this and they're like my nope, mental problem allows me to enrich the rest of the world with great products so yeah lucky lucky that i have a hole in my soul that doesn't get filled because ah, i keep being productive because I know a lot of other people that have the opportunities that I have that wouldn't be working as hard as I work. Well, most I've people walking hard. around with yeah. holes in their souls. So you just, you know, like I say, you do you. This still, I want to go back to this intellectual property. 
thing for a sure. moment. Uh, you know, let's say you you had a family member that, you know, mm -hmm. created some amazing artwork and they treasured it and they minted this thing as an NFT and there was only intended to be yeah. one and it's on Ethereum. Yeah. And then somebody comes along. Well, then if I were you, I would say our NFT is only valid if its ownership is logged on the Ethereum chain and we ignore the validity of any copies or forks on other chains. But I think it's a little bit stupid because the whole concept of your NFT, like, first of all, I buy JPEGs from designers and I get the rights and I can do what I want with them. Mm -hmm. But for the vast majority of people that purchase NFTs, you don't get the rights. You get a serial number loosely related to a JPEG, which may or may not still be hosted on the internet, depending on whether OpenSea servers are responding or not. So for instance, Twitter just integrated with OpenSea and uh, OpenSea servers went down. And then people's little profile pictures went down. So this idea that you're buying an NFT and then it's actually yours is comical because it's not yours. It's yours as long as OpenSea decides to keep hosting it, as long as OpenSea allows that database to continue to exist. And then people are like, oh, IPFS, IPFS. You guys are going to need a lot more adoption on IPFS before that argument works. Because mm -hmm. right now, when Twitter integration with OpenSea goes down, the JPEGs go away. Uh, you so took a end, watch you off. buying JPEGs. You took two yeah, rings off. Hot, you took dude. a, you know, took one. Are you done stripping? That's Sweating all I want to know. Dude. It's hot in here, man. <laughs> I These guys like brought the camera. Gotta drop the link. We're 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 so we're we're um, uncovering the real Richard Hart here. Yeah. Like you know, you're, you shouldn't you're... buy JPEGs. You shouldn't. Okay. If you we're, do buy JPEGs, you. Sh I know, but like we sell JPEGs. Not gonna. That's beautiful. If you can sell JPEGs, sell them. But if you're buying them, mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, mm, what about the utility mm. aspect of them? You know what I mean? Because there's things that they unlock experiences. They unlock different things that can happen in real life or in the virtual world. So it's like, oh, you have this NFT. You get to come to this concert. You get to come and do this. So there's there's definitely mm -hmm. utility in these bad boys for sure. And they're not the going away. They frame their concert tickets. People buy concert tickets. They go to the concert. They frame it. It has value. Well, you know, sure. like somebody like, look, you know, I think, I think NFTs have tons of utility, right? You just don't overpay for them. So for instance, when you open a Uniswap position, Uniswap makes you an NFT and that NFT represents your position. And you can go put that into a lending thing and get collateralized and borrow money against your liquidity position in Uniswap. And it even comes with a little picture a little colorful picture, an ugly little colorful picture, but it's still unique to that NFT, to that liquidity position. So yes, some people use NFTs in a way that has utility, but the vast majority of people are doing pseudo gambling with JPEGs. I would agree. A lot of people are, especially on Ethereum. Now, whenever you're, whenever you're taking these, and I, and I would say that I think that NFTs should be able to be moved cross-chain. Like if I wanted to take my Ethereum mm -hmm. one and move it over to Binance, or move it over somewhere else, I should be able to. I mean, you guys know that you're the only ones that will be able to use the NFT. It's your keys. It's the same exact code. Only your keys have it. So like if someone parked a, a, a Ferrari, like if you had a Ferrari and someone gave you another Ferrari, would you be like ultra mad about it? You'd be like, oh, I got to insure this thing now. No, you could like sell it. But you it's not a real, it, it's not a real Ferrari. It's a fake Ferrari. Oh, it would be though. Well, but this, this these aren't. These aren't, if they're not endorsed by the official collection, if somebody comes on the wax and makes sure. copies of our NFTs, we're like, no, those are bullshit. Yeah. Okay. So it's Keep not a real the, What do you pay? Let me ask you a question. What do you pay in to mint this? 
on wax. Five hundred bucks, three hundred no, no. bucks. Ne- next to nothing on wax. Bucks. Next to oh. nothing on wax. Yeah. Because on Ethereum, which is the only network I'm working with, Cost it seems like they're getting robbed really, really badly. It's oh, the by the way, the, apparently people are actually getting robbed of their NFTs from OpenSea as well, somehow. By the way, did you see that the guy that used to run the uh, the like announcement page for OpenSea was skimming and just buying stuff up before announcing it? Heard so about that. Like 20 or 30 yeah. million for himself. <sighs> what a dude. And didn't see anything wrong with it. He didn't see anything wrong with it. So he would buy something, then list it, publicly on their front page and then dump it and you're like obviously unethical i don't know yeah that's uh i don't know man i have a question so around this so now there's going to be all these prc20 tokens right so let's say for example Mm -hmm. i have some gala token and it's like you know i got a million gala tokens over here Mm -hmm. and now what i have p gala over here yeah. or is it is that how that's set up and then now is yes is there going to be another is another like coin gecko that's going to show me all the the p p tokens that i have the values if they want to if they want to leech our users for profit i guess there will be because that's all they do is they get search engine rank on your coin so that they can leech your users attention so they can shove ads at them for margin trading so they can get wrecked that's what coin ranking sites do they advertise margin trading to get you, the user, to lose all your money. So coin ranking sites are actually cancer. Most of crypto media is actually cancer. So you are the solution to all the things. things. You, you are... Not all the things, but a lot. A lot. What's the most destructive thing you can do in cryptocurrency? Margin trade. What does every YouTuber promote? Margin trading. Horrible. Yeah, well, I, I agree. Most of these YouTubers, uh, I think they're worse. violating laws, you know, that yeah, I'm surprised go. that there aren't, you know, uh, lawsuits and, and people getting uh, arrested for the shit they put out there. Like we, from day one, we've said we will never tell you to buy anything. Huh? You be a grown ass adult, do your own due diligence. We're not responsible. Yeah. So, uh, you know, because we want to like, I don't want to be responsible for that, for telling people yeah. what to do with their money. Mm-hmm. Sure. Not enough and, people and do enough research, thing. man. Not enough people fucking know how to dive in and learn about shit on research, their own. Like like idiots doing things. research is still useless. Like if you're an idiot and you do your own research, you're still going to get idiot results. So That's even true. doing your own research isn't actually like. This is why my throne is a toilet. This is. I saw that. It looks like a nice butt plug in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so like the the issue, I actually saw a JPEG of somebody like sitting down on one of these Chinese like pneumatic chairs and then the seat gave through and the pneumatic went up as holy crap oh nice makes Makes you not want to sit on those chairs anymore damn or go to china (laughs) so this guy looks like the kind of guy that wouldn't have minded it he's just like a he dressed like me so (laughs) the uh the issue is let's say you wanted to advertise a cryptocurrency that went up so so when those ads went out on uh in the uk and those wrapped taxis it said that uh, the hex price went up 11,000%. Can you imagine you saw that ad? Scam, scam. Oh yeah, scam. It's up a million percent now, a million. It went up a thousand X, well, hundred X, I think. It went up a hundred X past that ad, but you were too smart to buy. Economist Magazine, right? There was hex ads in Economist Magazine. It said, it's just Bitcoin with proof of work change. Check it out. It's, it's a, a Nobel Prize worthy invention. The average stake length is 6.1 years. It was 5.8 back then. Now it's 6.1. I remember when it used to be 
It just keeps going up. People are believing in the system more and more. Their stake lengths are getting longer and longer. There's no other financial instrument in the history of man where people have locked up their money for real. You ain't getting it out for 6.1 years average. To get a 6.1 average, you got to have a lot of people with 15 to make up for the people that have one. When you lock up your coin for 15 years, you cannot get your principal out until year seven and a half. You will get penalized. At year seven and a half, you can forgo your interest and just get your principal out. You served half your term. You're just going to lose your interest. It's fair. So the penalty that you pay is in relationship to how much you lied. You said you're going to stake this long. You didn't do it. You lied. You get a penalty in proportion to how much you lied. Very fair. Called the truth engine. So is that Nobel Prize worthy? I think it is. Have you seen the other trash that gets Nobel Prizes in economics? It's really trash. These are not useful things. Getting people to delay gratification is the best thing any investor can do in something that has product market fit. Time in the market matters better, more than timing the market. Now, look, if you bought a scam, you're just screwed. If you hold a scam for longer, it doesn't help you. But if you have something that has product market fit, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Hex, some other things. Sadly, even Dogecoin has product market fit. Apparently, this coin that no one does any development on, that's a fork of a fork. Litecoin's a fork of Bitcoin. Dogecoin's a fork of Litecoin. Mm -hmm. They don't even have their own miners. They use merge mining with Litecoin. If people stop merge, if people stop mining Litecoin, Doge stops getting mining. It's hilarious to me. It's just wild to me how silly all these things are. So if how many people got to ride up the 6.9 million X price increase from a penny to $69,000 of Bitcoin? Nobody, because they all thought they were smelling a, a smart, selling at a double, triple, quadruple, 10 X, 100 X, 1000 X. They didn't get to ride the 6.9 million X. But if some of them, could have locked up their coins and made interest without having to take counterparty risk. You want to make interest on your Bitcoin? You got to give it to somebody else and please, please, can you give it back with a little bit more, a little interest, please? And they get robbed all the time. And this happens in Ethereum too. Ethereum 2.0 said, oh, we're going to let you stake if you've got 32 Ethereum. And so what do people do? They don't have 32 Ethereum. They don't have hundred grand to put in. So they give their coins to somebody else. And that guy loses the keys or runs with the money. And there's already been hundred million dollars lost to that. Maybe 60 million, but in between 60 and 100. Hex solves that, rather. Pulse Chain solves that because you don't need 32 coins to become a validator. And you can delegate your, your, your uh, voting power to somebody else. You don't have to have a server farm. So it is still decentralized, unlike everything I do is better. And I just wish people would learn, look into it. Man. Can you reiterate? You, you said that one Pulse Chain is freedom of freedom of assembly and movement. And then so you said PulseX. Yeah, go ahead and explain that. PulseX is freedom of movement. Sorry. PulseX is freedom of movement and assembly. Pulse Chain is freedom of speech. I just had my YouTube channel banned yesterday. Shocker. Sorry. Mm. They suck. Exactly. They suck. That's right. And it ain't my first radio. And I think this is the third or fourth time they've done it. Yeah. Because there's a bot that just bans you. Yeah. And I didn't say anything interesting. We had that happen, I, by the way, um, early on in bad crypto, which is why we do primarily audio podcasts. And a right. year and a half later, we finally got to somebody who no, it was almost got, two years later, two years later, years. got to somebody who was able to get to somebody and they said, oops, that was a mistake. <laughs> Sorry for the two years of growth. It's you didn't disgusting. Yeah. Thanks. Like if, if they keep it, if they keep banning me, I'm just going to make a, I'm going to make it easy for people to file claims in small claims court. I, they're just going to have thousands of claimants in small claims court and they're going to lose a lot of money. Let's do that. They deserve to have lost it. I, that needs to that. happen. Facebook, Twitter, big tech in it's general, disgusting. Google. I'm banned on Facebook. They're just, just disgusting. 
The yeah. centralization and the, the, the overreach of big tech is just so beyond. And if, it's if people monopoly. don't see it now, if you can't see it now, like we saw it in 2016, we saw it coming. That's one reason why we left marketing and got into crypto for the most part, because we were like, this Can could you imagine be a solution. That we can't speak. We're afraid to speak for fear of being banned. It's called the chilling effect. And it's a well-known concept in constitutional law. And it's been dealt with at the Supreme Court level before. We have a right to freedom of speech. It's the First Amendment, not the 50th, the first. We have a right to freedom of movement and assembly. It's the First Amendment as well. All of this is in the First Amendment. And there's people that are imprisoned in their homes that are not allowed to go where they want to go, not allowed to see who they want to see. That's called prison. Mm -hmm. That's the difference between being in prison and not is where you get to hang out and who you get to hang out with. So how is Pulse Chain freedom of speech or, or freedom of movement? It's just a political statement, man. You know, you sacrifice your money, you lose it. And you say that you agree with that political statement. And then okay. people believe it more because look, I mean, like if you didn't believe it, you probably wouldn't be chucking your money away, would you? So, you know? so where is this money going? Where's the sacrifice money? Nobody knows. It's kind of like where's Satoshi's money gone? Nobody knows. So it's in a contract it's there sitting there. Well, it's just, I mean, look, every ERC 20 that hits those contracts appears to be dumped for stable coins, except for the hex and maybe some really illiquid stuff or, you know, something that's like not much of it there. But if you do the chain analysis, it looks like uh, whatever may control those addresses or whomever, it just seems to like hacks and stable coins and dumps everything else. Hmm. But, you know, you can't have any expectations of the thing. So, uh, but by the way, I want to reference this because I just listened to this, the latest Rogan episode, number 1768, with Dr. Robert Epstein, who is very much mm -hmm. a liberal, lest anybody, you know, complain that he's politically motivated. He's a researcher that analyzes tech, big tech, and the stuff that he reveals in this interview is chilling. It will make you want to run away from absolutely anything that's Google in big tech. Uh, and, um, the, and lest anybody say, oh, you get your information from a podcaster. Shut up. You don't know how inter what, like this is another thing. He's got know. like 10, 10 X the views of freaking big, uh, of CNN and some of these big media sites. He well, is because, mainstream media now. That's because CNN is in the airports and they subject you to it and make you watch it. Yeah. <laughs> it's horrible. It's so horrible. You don't realize how horrible it is until they start talking about something you're an expert on. And then you're like, oh, they don't know anything. Oh, it's probably like this for all the other things, too. Oh, they don't actually know anything about anything. Oh, no. God, you realize that like whenever that, they man. went and when, whenever Facebook went to Congress and they were asking them all these questions like, dude, Congress doesn't know shit about anything. Like there's nobody. It's like, I guess that's what happens when you only hire lawyers as congressmen. Right. There's like this nobody the else with any other skill sets oddly. in there. This is the one thing China does better. They're all engineers. Instead mm. of lawyers. I like engineers. I like people that can build stuff. Yeah. Just not a big fan of Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, they've got some things over there they could do better. Yeah, like letting their people be. Do free. I want canceled again? Am yeah. I ready? <laughs> Damn it, there you go. Yes. I'm not ready. Banned from China now. Yeah. So okay, no, so we already banned from China. Our websites are banned from China, just like Uniswap is, just like Facebook's is, just like Google's is. You know, they just ban everything. It's hilarious. What did you say? Pulse X is that's freedom of speech. Pulse chain is freedom of speech. Pulse X is freedom of movement and assembly. Okay. So I, I don't understand. I mean, I understand what those concepts are, but how are these? Um, so projects? I'm making a coin. I'm making a coin and I can give that coin for free to whoever I want. Mm -hmm. 
Bitcoin gave it for free to people that double clicked in EXE. Uh, XLM gave it for people that had Bitcoin. Hex gave it to people that had Bitcoin. XRP gave it for, to people that had Bitcoin. BCH gave it to people that had Bitcoin. Uh, Uni gave it to people that had used Uniswap. One inch gave it to people that had used one inch. I could go down the list. So people that make coins out of thin air can give them to whoever they want for whatever reason they want. And you know what? There's political beliefs that I have. And I like other people that have those political beliefs. So if you want to sacrifice and lose your money to say that you support freedom of speech and blockchains are speech and therefore they should be a protected right, you can go ahead and do that. And I'm going to witness that you made that political statement and I'm going to give you free coins. And, and technically, actually, like I'm not even giving you free coins. I'm just creating a system that magically your keys happen to open. So it's not even, I'm not even giving them to you. It's like one layer removed. I'm creating a system where your keys work. And, and there's a database that has those values and, it's, and it launches at zero. They have no monetary value when you receive them. So I'm not even giving you money. But it turns out these coins that launch at zero, like Bitcoin did, like Hex did, like everything does, everything launches at zero. That's how life is. Sometimes they turn out to be really, really valuable. And so you get witnessed for making a political statement. You get something for free that has no monetary value. And then if it goes up in price a lot, congratulations. Good for you. And it's pretty genius because $27 million was generated for the 501c3 registered charity, the SENS Foundation, SENS.org, to do medical research to save your life. And they got a tax write-off for doing that. Pretty smart. Pretty smart to notice that people are doing good things and reward people for doing good things. So when does the Pulse chain actually go live from testnet to deployed? We are missing the automated market maker bot that goes and harvests the PRC20s from Uniswap, SushiSwap, 0x, um, Bancor, Balancer. Uh, that needs to be written. And we're missing one other thing. What was it? Oh, the balances. We need to publish everybody's sacrifice balances. We're trying to be ultra fair to people, more fair than is reasonable, really. Um, you're only supposed to sacrifice certain things. So what do people do? They sacrifice an unimaginable thousands of things they weren't supposed to. Shit coins. So technically, they shouldn't get any credit at all. Mm -hmm. But because I'm a nice guy, I want to see these guys get treated fairly. So they'll probably get the minimum of the USD equivalent when they sacrificed, or some of these are illiquid trash. If you went to sell them, they would drop 90%. Some of them, you can't even, the, the cost of the swap exceeds the value of the thing, right? Those guys shouldn't get anything. That's like, that's like someone dumping garbage in your front yard. Uh, I sent, I sent in on my to, bad coin, Joel. I sent on that. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> You'll get nothing so, and like it. No, no, no. I want to get some other shit coins back. <laughs> So, that, so like, you know, we need to publish those balances for the, the sacrifices so everyone can verify them because we want it to be fair. We want people to see <laughs> if there's something screwed up, let's figure it out now. We don't want people to get coins they don't deserve. And then uh, we need to do the AMM bot. Now, let me tell you the things that are finished. The consensus network has been running for months wonderfully well. The Uniswap front end is done. Go.hex.com, which is hex staking, is done. Uh, Pulse X itself is really easy to do on the Uniswap side because that code's already built into Uniswap V2. We don't have to actually write the code. But the 
the like extra and the extra incentive token that needs a name and we got to choose a DAO uh, to, to choose which pairs get rewarded and to choose uh, what the rate of inflation is. Might hard code that, might leave it variable, haven't decided. We've also got the bridges done so you can bridge coins back and forth from uh, testnet Ethereum, Robston to testnet Pulse Chain. So you can test the bridges, you can test Uniswap, you can test go.hex.com. We've got the faucet running. All this stuff's done. Like the majority of the stuff that needs to be done is done. So when? It just leaves the AMM bot. I mean, look, I've been saying two months for months because that's how software is. Right. So month and a half, month and a half, two months. I mean, we could even, we could launch without the, uh, the inflation reward incentive token and just have the Uniswap there. But I'd really see the key, the key to making sure that all of these PRC20s are valuable is getting people to bridge in their ERC20s, pair them with their free PRC20s in PulseX as a liquidity provider to yield farm it, and then reward them those extra incentive tokens because people love yield farming. And when have you ever got the other side of the pair for free? And then you'll have likely less impermanent loss because they should move against each other less because they're the same code with the same ticker. And then you ask yourself, oh, well, well, what if, you know, what if USDC uses their admin keys to invalidate all the coins? Well, they could do that, but their users might sue them for stealing their money because I bet these have a value. I bet it's not zero. We know that Tether was fractionally reserved. They had $600 million frozen by a Polish bank still held its peg. So the question is, can you be 100% fractionally reserved? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. This has never been done before. It's a great experiment. And other things, yeah. yeah. Like let's say Chainlink. Let's say they don't, they don't plug their oracles into the system. Who cares? I bet after the prices move around a bit, it'll get to a steady state. because So I invented something called Hart's Law. Hart's Law states that the price of things that trade against each other move up and down at the same time versus the dollar because they're bonded by the liquidity in their pair. So the reason Bitcoin and Ethereum move up and down roughly identically lately is because they're interchangeable for each other. So if you can interchange your Bitcoin for your Ethereum and Ethereum goes up a lot, you have the option, if you wish to, to harvest that. And so your Bitcoin becomes more valuable because it is interchangeable for something else that just went up a lot. Mm -hmm. Conversely, if Ethereum goes down, Bitcoin also goes down because they used to be exchangeable for something that was worth more. And this liquidity in the pairs is what drives these things to move up and down together. It's not that there's some guy running a market cap weighted investment bot that's causing this to happen. It's a natural effect of the liquidity in their pairs. That was a breakthrough moment for me. That's why I was willing to call it Hart's Law because I think it's the coolest thing that I figured out in crypto. Well, I don't know. Maybe some of these coins have designed going up a million percent in two years is pretty good, but... <laughs> A year and a half, actually, like, like before oh, staking. Look at this. Yeah, this is, this is badass. Yeah. Look, look, uh, Richard, we, we need to wrap. I have a question. Will you, yeah, uh, maybe after uh, Pulse Chain and PulseX are launched and out in the wild, come back on and let's do a sure. uh, a look back at it. Uh, everybody can go check out all of the sites that we've talked about here. Hex.com. If, if you're gonna if you're gonna, if you're gonna do it, man, if you're gonna go to a site, PulseX is the best one because that rate gets five percent worse every day, and it's already almost it's two times worse than it was at the beginning. So not financial advice. No, it's not. You guys it's figure not. it out. Pulsex.com. Pulse As a matter of fact, everyone listening, don't buy anything I've ever made. I suck. I'm a scammer. Okay. <laughs> don't buy anything I've ever made. I am the worst. Don't even go to my websites. 
Don't even look save at me. me. Save Forget me that bills. you ever heard. You can't go this. to his YouTube channel anymore or his Facebook. So it's back up. It almost doesn't exist. Hours. Oh, you're back already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you got it on Odyssey, right? Is everything back? Nah, up? nah. I haven't bothered with that. I try. Oh. I mean, I look. I tried uploading stuff to like bit shoot or something Doesn't yeah but the cool thing about odyssey is you just connect it to your to youtube and it, it just sucks all your videos in they're there that sounds pretty nice yeah so that, that works well nice. richard thanks for coming on man we appreciate it that was Thank great you. you're not nearly okay. as douchey as we th- as we thought we were going to be you know what i was more douchey with you guys because i thought i could get away with it we appreciate that <laughs> we appreciate that i've been I'll, holding I'll, it i've been acting too nice for the film crew and i wanted to get extra douchey with you guys so i'll, I'll say that this I appreciate your awareness of the need for significance. And just as a a student of psychology, I'll say this, and you can hear me now or believe me later, doesn't matter how much recognition you get, that need will never be filled by human beings. Just it's not possible. That's that's why I'm not going to ever do a Michael Jackson. That's how he fell apart. He didn't need other people to if he if he when his doctor said, stop doing that. If he respected his doctor enough to stop doing it, he'd still be alive. But he lost the respect for his fellow man. I don't lose it. I know I'm a fat old dude. So I like, I care about what people think. And it keeps me in a good spot for a human, you know? Scott, it's good talking to you guys. Anytime, man. You know, Richard's an interesting character. And what I enjoyed most about that conversation was his honesty about who he is and his own personal weaknesses and why he does what he does, why he portrays himself as he does. Like he stripped away the pretense and is like, people that don't was want fascinating that. to me when he was watching him shed the rings and just yeah. taking off his jacket. And then when he was done, he was just wearing a black t-shirt chatting with us. Yeah. It's almost like that facade just kind of disappeared a bit. Yeah. That's and, you know, because it's a real conversation and, and, you know, he's honest about this is all about significance for him. He wants to be the king daddy, which, which is fine. Hey, look, if you know what your psychological issues are, then I applaud you for just leaning into them, whatever they are. You know, unless you're I think he was prepared killer. for a battle when he first started, you know, yeah. he's, you feel like it's like, all right, here we go. Here's some here's some more people going to battle with me. You know, yeah. like there was that one that one interview with Pete McCormick when he was just scam, 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 you know, it was just, yeah. I think he, I think he was thinking it was going to be a contentious thing. You can, I kind of see it like at first it's like, he felt like, all right, let's go. And then he was like, all right, you know what? Take my ring off. Take his, yeah. That was fascinating to me to watch him shed all. He took all his pants rappers. off, you know, he yeah. was, no, he didn't do that. <laughs> he might have. I didn't. I, we couldn't see it was, it was below the throne. So. Below the throne. <laughs> Well, we appreciate. You, I want to get a throne now, Joel. I need one. I know. Well, we are Sir Lords. Why shouldn't we have thrones? Where's my throne? Damn it! <laughs> Can I go on Amazon? You could probably order like a replica Game of Thrones throne. Now I have to know. Now I got to know. Now I'm going to go to Amazon because, by the way, they're also evil. Uh, just you know, so you know, which is why I don't have. I have um, TVs that are Amazon enabled, but they're not the the voice controls off because I don't want them listening to, uh, to anything. Um, so throne chair, if you go to Amazon, let's see, I'm actually, you get like a, I want to get like a game of Thrones toilet. So you can get this. This is a Toscana Contessa stylish Baroque throne chair. And if like, if you sit on it and you're too heavy and it collapses, you could say I Baroque it. Oh no. 
I'm laughing at my own jokes. That's great. Look look at this one here. (laughs) I'm laughing at my own joke. That's great. My great (laughs) jokes that I'm laughing at. My this one here is a inflate. This is more my style. And it's great that you're not sharing this. The people watching this is really enthralled. I I am I am sharing this. Oh, you are? I didn't see it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I am sharing. So you here's like a fluffy chair. This is why, by the way, you know, some of the interviews, which we think are more, you know, visually interesting, um, not only are they released on the podcast, but if you go to our YouTube channel while it's there at uh, youtube.com forward slash bad crypto podcast, you can see the the visuals of the things we are discussing. I don't see a Game of Thrones replica though. So I'm gonna let's just look that up. Wait a second, hold on. Go to go to the go to the settings over here. And you can see, scroll down. Okay, scroll down. Yeah. Also, look here. You go scroll down a little farther. Okay, boom. Chair height. You want the biggest chair height. 50 inches and above. Oh, yeah. Chair yeah. Look, look at the dead, the Grim Reaper chair. <laughs> oh, there you go. That design Ooh. Toscana one. That one looks super, yeah, super, is, I mean, super This means I'm somebody special, right? If you get this, you're like, it must be uh, Sir Lord, something or other. That's what I need when I'm sitting and talking with my doing my you know, oh these my. interviews and whatnot. How much is this? It's so expensive. It's not even for sale. Uh, oh, there you go. It's only sixty five hundred dollars. <laughs> is that all? I'm in. That's it. Two. It's, it's leather. You want two of his and hers. I'm getting two. Order right now. Hey, uh, we'd love to hear what you guys thought of the interview of uh, Richard, of our questions. Uh, here's the deal. The guy appears smarter than me, and technically, like, he knows a lot about blockchain, right? There was some stuff he was talking about that was just way over my head. It was over your head. It was over my head, or at least maybe not as much over my head, just maybe slightly. It's grazing my head. Yeah. Nice. I'm losing some hair, so I think it maybe it's like it was hitting my hair. Nobody would know because you're always wearing your cap. That's true. That's good. So That's, I got a branded um, thing going. Yeah. But it was good. I was really impressed with the guy. I came away feeling like, wow, this dude knows a whole lot of stuff. He's, you know, it's like he's done a lot of great things in his mind. It sounded like he'd done a lot of great things. I not verified a lot of the stuff that he'd said that he's done, but if he's the, done the all best that, thing, that's like the thing he said that would ring most true is like, hey, I tried to give you every opportunity to claim your hex, and if you didn't do it, you're an idiot. Rufus agrees. Smart. By the way, I don't know if you heard that. Yeah. And I, I didn't claim mine. No, well, they're gone. So whatever they're worth now, we didn't get them. We didn't get the free money. Oh, well, curse you, Richard. But I did get some Pulse Chain stuff coming. So I was like, man, I'm not going to miss that boat, too. It's going to be really interesting to see how this plays out when he forks Ethereum and duplicates every shit coin that's out there that you have in your wallet um, and all of the NFTs. I mean, I have a I have a you and I both have a gift goat, a V friend in our wall that's going to fork and now we're going to have a fake gift goat like what gary's not going to give value to that there's no i have a p gift goat yeah what what does it mean it doesn't mean anything well it's like it's sort of like a backup you know it's like here it is on the blockchain on ethereum now it's over here it's, it's yeah, but he's not going to honor Gary's not going to honor like projects aren't going to honor the utility, utility of those of yeah. these NFTs. You brought it up and he kind of he skirted by a couple questions without, you know, really getting the substance on them because there's no reason to to uh, I, I feel like he misses the point on the so-called JPEGs because you brought it up. The utility 
behind them is what really drives a lot of these, not just the art. And if yeah. the creator of the collection doesn't recognize that utility, then now you just have a JPEG and you may as well have right click saved as. Yeah, I don't think he I don't think he cares about NFTs. So that's just he's copying the Ethereum blockchain in its entirety. Oh, by the way, NFTs too, but he doesn't care about it. Yeah, but well, he has an opinion on them. He says if you're well, he thinks they suck ass, and so yeah. he doesn't care. Yeah. But what he does care about is taking those existing coins uh, from Ethereum and then creating the P the PRC20 version of that coin and then pairing them together with liquidity. You know, and so then it's like if the, if that, right, if, he's why... that if he's able to pull that off, then it's like the amount of liquidity because you're creating these new ones and you have the old you're powering the liquidity of the new ones with the old ones if that works then that's going to be i don't know we'll we'll find out write us back crypto podcast at gmail.com let us know what you think about the whole thing and uh we're glad you guys joined us today hope you enjoyed the show make sure you rate review subscribe thumbs up click the subscribes dance around in circles uh, with clothes on preferably and uh, put it on tiktok and we won't see it we don't use tiktok because it sucks and uh, stay bad. So yeah, TikTok bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of Bitcoin's and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. I was going to come in and sing a song by Richard Hart, but it was actually Richard Marks. So, so you're I'm thinking of sing it now. Corey Hart wore his sunglasses at night. It's true. I could maybe just mix them up. Be like, Richard Marks says, I'm right here waiting that. with my sunglasses on at night. At night. This is Richard Hart. Thanks for having me on Bad Crypto Podcast. See you on paulsex.com.